Chapter forty seven of the History of Burke and Hare and of the Resurrectionist Times. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The History of Burke and Hare by George McGregor. Appendix Songs and Ballads. The following songs and ballads were published at the time the news of the Westport tragedies was agitating the people of scotland they are rude and unpoetical for the most part but they are fairly representative of a very extensive class in which the feelings of the common people are not unfaithfully mirrored rhymes on reading the trial of william burke and helen mcdougall for murder twenty fourth december eighteen twenty eight an expostulation thou canst not say i did it ah canst thou with cold indifference see the hand of execration point to thee canst thou unmoved bear a whole nation's cry to cleanse thyself from the polluted sty of burke and hare and all that fiendish crew who for mere gain their fellow mortals slew and sold to thee as thou hast not denied such bodies as by students were descried ne'er to have been interred nay bore some say strong marks of life by violence reft away and thou didst not attempt the truth to find though oft it must have flashed across thy mind but with a reckless carelessness received what e'er was brought and any lie believed told by the gang whose very forms do show they would not tell thee aught thou didst not know or shouldst have known if true thy science says that marks of death by murder anyways may well be seen when the dissecting knife opens all the sure and secret seats of life art thou a scotsman then haste to prove that patriotic feelings can thy bosom move haste to wipe out the stain thy country shares while such a stigma fair edina bears art thou a son of science quickly then show she does not make brutes of lecturing men art thou a father then thy child may plead to cleanse thyself from this unholy deed art thou a husband ask thine honest wife if twere not better to descend in life than traffic with the basest vilest band and thus for blanks soons the deed is planned a ready market keep and hide away an old tea-box that's all which you can say art thou a christian thinkest thou not this avails with him on high who with unerring scales weighs all the thoughts and words and deeds of men and searches through even the soul's inmost ken if this dread argument will not prevail not can thy cold obdurate heart assail yes time misspent and surely worse than vain tis to attempt to arouse by my poor strain the proud rich man hedged round by many a friend whose voice the applause of a hundred youths attend if his own conscience will not wake and cry assert thine innocence reply reply to all the accusations lately raised gainst thy fair fame till even blank has gazed and gazed in vain to see thee blank come forth armed with thy blank thy blank and thy blank william burke o burke cruel man how detested thy name is 
thy dark deeds of blood are a stain on our times o savage relentless forever infamous long long will the world remember thy crimes thrice ten human beings weep all you who hear it were caught in his snares and caught in his den the shades of thy victims may elude thy vile spirit o burke cruel monster thou basest of men the weary the old and the wayfaring stranger were wooed by his kindness and led to his door but little knew they that the path led to danger oh little knew they that their wanderings were o'er little knew they that the beams of the morning to wake them to brightness would shine all in vain and little their friend knew who watched their returning that they were ne'er more to return back again oh gather the bones of the murdered together and give them a grave in some home of the dead that their poor weeping friends with sad hearts may go thither and shed tears of sorrow above their cold bed ye great men of learning ye friends of dissection who travelled through blood to the temple of gain and bright human life for your hateful inspection o oh, give the poor friends the white bones of the slain but woe to the riches and skill thus obtained woe to the wretch that would injure the dead and woe to his portion whose fingers are stained with the red drops of life that he cruelly shed though burke has been doomed to expire on the gallows the vilest that ever dishonoured the tree yet some may survive him whose hearts are as callous oh who will be safe if the tigers be free let none e'er reside in the crime-marked dwellings for ever disgraced by burke and by hare may the cold damp of horror lie dark in their ceilings and their pale ghastly walls still be dismal and bare let their guilt and their doom speak of nothing but terror some dark deeds of blood to the stranger declare and ages to come ever mark them with horror for the ghosts of the murdered will still gather there elegiac lines written on the tragical murder of poor daft jamie attendants give whilst i relate how poor daft jamie met his fate twill make your hair stand on your head as i unfold the horrid deed that hellish monster william burke like reynard sneaking on the lurk coy ducked his prey into his den and then the woeful work began come jamie drink a glass with me and i'll gang wi ye in a wee to seek you in mither in the tomb come drink man drink and set ye doom nay i'll no drink wi ye the new for if i div twill make me foo touch man a wee will do ye good twill cheer your heart and warm your bood at last he took the fatal glass not dreaming what would come to pass when once he drank he wanted more till drunk he fell upon the floor now said the assassin now we may seize on him as our lawful prey wait wait said hare ye greedy ass he's yet too strong let's take a glass like some unguarded gem he lies the vulture wants to seize his prize nor does he dream he's in his power till it has seized him to devour the ruffian dogs the hellish pair the villain burke the meagre hare impatient with their prize to win so to their smothering pranks begin burke cast himself on jamie's face and clasped him in his foul embrace but jamie waking in surprise writhed in an agony to rise 
at last with nerves unstrung before he threw the monster to the floor and though alarmed and weakened too he would have soon o'ercome the foe but help was near for it burke cried and soon his friend was at his side hare tripped up jamie's heels and o'er he fell alas to rise no more now both these bloodhounds him engage as hungry tigers filled with rage nor did they handle axe or knife to take away daft jamie's life no sooner done than in a chest they crammed this lately welcomed guest and bore him into surgeon square a subject fresh a victim rare and soon he's on the table laid exposed to the dissecting blade and where his members now may lay is not for me or you to say but this i'll say some thoughts did rise that filled the students with surprise and so short time did intervene since jamie on the streets was seen but though his body is destroyed his soul can never be decoyed from that celestial state of rest where he i trust is with the blest mrs wilson's lamentation on hearing of the cruel murder of her son why didst thou wander from my side my joy my treasure and my pride though others little thought of thee thou wert a treasure dear to me i little thought when thee i left so soon of thee to be bereft or that when after me you sought you would by ruffian men be caught thy playful manners filled with joy the aged sire and sportive boy of real joy you had enough when you could give or take a snuff the tricks you played with childish art bound you closer to my heart thy kindness to thy mother proved how dearly she by thee was loved what horrid monsters were these men who lured thee to their fatal den that den whose deeds as yet untold were done for sake of sordid gold but they alone were not to blame for when these dauntless monsters came with human creatures scarcely cold the doctors took them we were told nor did they leave the doctor's door without an order to bring more but justice stern aloud doth cry let all who wink at murder die and justice shall to me be done on all who murdered my poor son i'll make an appeal to britain's king that one and all of them may swing but that will not restore my son or remedy the mischief done he murdered is no peace i have i shall go mourning to my grave daft jamie the following is a chapbook version of the ballad quoted at pages two hundred five and six oh dark was the midnight when hare fled away not a star in the sky gave him one cheering ray but still now and then would the blue lightnings glare and some strange cries assailed him like shrieks of despair over vale over hill i will watch thee for ill i will haunt all thy wanderings and follow thee still but lo as the savage ran down the wild glen for no place did he fear like the dwellings of men where the heath lay before him all dismal and bare the ghost of daft jamie appeared to him there over vale over hill i will watch thee for ill i will haunt all thy wanderings and follow thee still i am come said the shade from the land of the dead though there is for jamie no grass-covered bed yet i'm come to remind you of deeds that are past and to tell you that justice will find you at last 
over vale over hill i will watch for thee ill i will haunt all thy wanderings and follow thee still o hare thou hast been a dark demon of blood but vengeance shall chase thee o'er field and o'er flood though you fly away from the dwellings of men the shades of thy victims shall rise in thy den over vale over hill i will watch thee for ill i will haunt all thy wanderings and follow thee still when nights fall on the world oh how can you sleep in your dreams do you ne'er see my poor mother weep sadly she wept but oh long shall she mourn ere poor wandering jamie from the grave shall return over vale over hill i will watch thee for ill i will haunt all thy wanderings and follow thee still from the grave did i say and though calm is the bed where slumber is dreamless the home of the dead where friends may lament their sorrow may be yet no grave rises as green as the world for me over vale over hill i will watch thee for ill i will haunt all thy wanderings and follow thee still o hare go to shelter thy fugitive head in some land that is not of the living or dead for the living against thee may justly combine and the dead must despise such a spirit as thine over vale over hill i will watch thee for ill i will haunt all thy wanderings and follow thee still o hare fly away but this world cannot be the place of abode to a demon like thee there is gall in your heart poison is in your breath and the glare of your eyes is as fearful as death over vale over hill i will watch thee for ill i will haunt all thy wanderings and follow thee still when the blue lightnings flashed through the glen and it shone and there rose a wild cry and there heaved a deep groan as the ghost of the innocent boy disappeared but his shrieks down the glen in the night breeze were heard over vale over hill i will watch thee for ill i will haunt all thy wanderings and follow thee still the resurrectionists in number twenty nine of the emmet an old glasgow periodical published on saturday eighteenth october eighteen twenty three is the following the resurrectionists a tale in blind alec verse humbly inscribed to the editor of the glasgow chronicle Pinned for John Smith, 25, Gallowgate. Original. This elegant poem was put into our hands as we were going to press, so we must be excused for passing it over more slightly than such a performance deserves. In fact, we have only room for a single extract. It opens as follows in a style which leaves Lewis and Ratcliffe and all our writers on the horrible far in the rear. John Stark himself, with his The Thoris of Horror, never pinned anything so deliciously frightful twas a cold winter night and dark was the clouds and the dead men lay quietly still in their shrouds the worms reveled sweetly their eye-holes among it was a rout night and there was a great throng some fed upon brains others fed upon liver had we e'er such a feast all cried out oh no never we suspect our readers will think we have given them enough of this feast if they pant for more of it let them turn to the work itself more disgusting trash never emanated from the press blind alec is a milton compared with the blockhead who would sit down and pin such a mass of loathsomeness 
lord preserve us from this imitator of blind alley some heads replete with strange bombastic stuff think words when they rhymed poetical enough the lament whoso sheddeth man's blood by man shall his blood be shed genesis nine six bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days psalm fifty five twenty three depart from me therefore ye bloody men psalm one hundred thirty four nineteen now thou son of man wilt thou judge wilt thou judge the bloody city ezekiel twenty two two the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground genesis four ten o woe for bonnie scotland for murder is abroad and we must flee for refuge to an avenging god for we have seen that law alone can do us little good as it has let three demons loose to work mere deeds of blood ye bloody fiends ye hellish fiends dare ye here yet be seen with the mark of blood upon your brows and murder in your een a woe for my own scotland for thou art now the land chosen for such deeds of darkness as man before ne'er planned alas for mary patterson cut off in her young days with our sins upon her and in her wicked ways while steeped in drunk stupidity and overcome by sleep on his devoted victim burke took the dreadful leap but alas for the old woman enticed to revelry under the mask of country kindness by a judas for his fee that he might sell her body when he had done the deed and with the price of human blood his loathsome carcass feed oh han for poor daft jamie whom we shall miss away in his own happy idiocy so good-natured and gay oh who shall cheer the mother for the want of her poor boy by simpleness the more endeared to her her only joy but our all-gracious maker will surely look down on this detested murder with all his powerful frown in search of his dear mother burke found him wandering then and for to see his parent was lured to hare's dread den where he was plied with liquor and by all coaxings pressed till he was quite o'erpowered and laid him down to rest the two fell fiends they watched then until he soundly slept then hare upon his destined prey with murderous purpose crept and having fastened on him hare strove his life to take which recalled his long-lost reason and did his senses wake he shook the butcher free from him and seeing no help there he fought with all the frenzy of madness and despair his cowardly assassin did crouch beneath his blows and called on burke his comrade to give the murderous close they too conjoined together deprived him of his life but not before he left them marks of the desperate strife in his tremendous struggle though weakened much by drink he showed how men do fight for life when on death's dreadful brink his body it is said if true let those who bought beware was sold to an anatomist and some one did declare when it lay on his table for the dissecting knife that it was poor deaf jamie whom he saw strong in life but yesterday and more to as strange as all knew passing well he was a stout and hearty youth the rest i may not tell but loudly it's been whispered that damning marks of strife show clear that death by violence had twined him of his life tis told that then the body was laid in spirit strong to remove 
all such suspicions and hide the cruel wrong if so o righteous heaven to thee we look for aid nor will thy kindling anger be longer much delayed thou art the poor's avenger the idiot's only guard the childless mother's helper the good man's high reward to thee then we are looking to appease the cry of blood which runs throughout our city like a portentous flood and we do hold thy promise we shall not look in vain for whoso sheddeth man's blood he surely shall be slain end of chapter forty seven end of the history of burke and hare and the resurrectionist times by george mcgregor